fellow adventurers. Welcome to a Nat One Life podcast series called Homebrew Heals. Here, my sister Amanda and I will talk about our different journeys we have taken or are still on to resolve our medical issues. From gut issues to skin issues, we have experienced a lot in our 30 years. We do not have any medical backgrounds, but feel we have rolled high enough in our investigation and health checks and want to share our experiences with you. So come along this journey with us and see what we discover together. Journey with us and start to guide your way through this net one life. So Sarah, mm-hmm. Robin Williams said that he thinks the saddest people always try their hardest to make people happy because they know what it feels like to feel absolutely worthless and they don't want anyone else to feel that way. That was not the direct quote because I paraphrased. <laughs> but and then, of course, as we all know, he yeah. committed sui- or died by suicide. I guess you don't say committed suicide anymore. That's not the, the PC way. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, interesting. Very interesting. But one of the things about Robin Williams is that everybody assumed that he was just very happy, but he really had hidden depression. Um, So I thought it'd be interesting to talk about some signs of hidden depression um, for not only people in your lives, but also for yourself. Because some of my research indicated that Sometimes we can slide into depression Mm -hmm. and we don't even know that we're masking our own symptoms. Yeah, I, I love Robin Williams and when his death came up, Mm -hmm. that was really shocking and was truly like, for me, I think like the, the opening of my mind to understand how bad hidden depression really can be. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people go through a lot of hoops to hide their depression or their, um, their struggles with depression or anxiety or anything like that. Um, we even have terms for this type of depression. It's called like hidden depression, like we said, or smiling depression. Mm. Um, and it, when people talk about depression, and I think this is, you know, this is why Sarah and I want to talk about these things so openly, because there's these classical depression symptoms, which frankly make people that aren't experiencing those but do have depression feel like their depression isn't bad enough. Mm-hmm. You know, and so when people think of depression, typically, um, and my husband is one of these people, they think of, you know, you're just sad. Yeah. And you've been sad for a while. You cry a lot. Um, you just kind of sit around and you don't do anything. But depression doesn't always look like that. Yeah. And so what did you find that it could look like? So during my research, um, I found first that it does come in many names. Um, there's hidden, there's concealed, there's secret. Like they have, they they have a lot of different terminologies, but the list of like symptoms or habits that people have mm-hmm. 
are fairly similar. So the most like extensive one I found was a 15 list from Columbia Wellness. Um, some of them, while I was reading through, I was like, all right, that doesn't seem legit. But then continuing my research, uh, I found other uh, sites that supported it or at least explained each one a little bit more so you can actually understand and put it in a better perspective for yourself. So what I can do is I can go through each 15 and then uh, we can just kind of talk about whichever ones, you know, come up. Um, so the list is that uh, they are often quite talented and expressive. Uh, they tend to search for purpose. Sometimes they make muted cries for help. Uh, mm -hmm. They interpret substances differently. They have a very involved perception of life and death. They have strange eating habits, abnormal sleeping habits. Um, they may have abandonment issues. Um, they are professionals at coming up with cover-up stories. They have habitual remedies. Uh, always making an effort to seem happy, hence the happy depression. Mm -hmm. um, they seek love and acceptance, have trouble shutting off their brains, hurt when other people hurt, and they always think of the worst case scenarios. Mm. So those are the 15. So some of those I was like, like, um... What is the seeking love and acceptance? When I read that, I was like, all right, aren't we all like. Like who isn't people? Exactly. Sociopaths. So. <laughs> exactly. I don't want to be that either. Going into more detail, it's not necessarily just at a base level where no, we're all no. needing love and acceptance. Right. It's like over the top, they're doing certain mm -hmm. things in order like, to gain love and acceptance. Yeah. So I think about people that ha are very promiscuous and not just because they want to go out and experience sex, you know, to each their right. own, but because they're actually trying to find happiness and fill right. this void by the love of another or whatever, however mm -hmm. you want to phrase it. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. Exactly. And, and also reading through this list, it was hard not to compare a lot of these to myself. Sure. And I have to be careful because, like we were just talking about, some of these are normal. Like, seeking love and acceptance. That's a human thing to do. Like, we need. Exactly. We, we do need that. So, obviously, I will be doing that. So, it's... Definitely something where you want to turn internal and really think about the reasons why you're doing certain things or the way that you're going about finding your love and acceptance. Is that a healthy manner mm -hmm. or is it covering something else up? Right. Yeah. Well, and so some of the symptoms, too. I thought were interesting. So like if you're thinking mm -hmm. about within yourself, reflecting on that list that Sarah just provided and thinking, oh, my God, like maybe I'm super depressed. Like Sarah said, you want to be careful because you don't want to mm -hmm. become a hypochondriac and get in your head and be like, 
oh my god the other day i asked question myself about right. the cheeto i ate like no <laughs> let's not overanalyze our behavior that's my anxiety i would totally go down that path so well and it's hard because i mean the, it's called hidden depression like yeah this isn't be- something easy to define Right. And from my reading, it can be hidden from yourself. Like you don't even know that you're sliding into this depression. But some of the things to look for are like, are you experiencing physical pain or like gut problems that aren't that are unusual? Like they haven't been linked to anything else. Um, Are you really tired all the time? Um, Have you experienced weight gain or weight loss or changes in your appetite that are unexplained? Like all of a sudden you just don't want to eat or slowly you've stopped eating. Mm-hmm. Um, irritability, grumpiness, feeling of hopelessness or worthlessness and loss of interest in sex. Now, one of the things that I read that was really inf- interesting was with all of these, these are natural ups and downs of living mm-hmm. life. But what you want to consider is, have I felt this way for more than a couple of weeks? Mm. Yeah. Because it's situational, like we have emotions, like we're not robots, we're not all sociopaths, we're supposed to have emotions and feel things. So if you eat something and that makes your stomach upset, obviously that's linked. But if your stomach just feels upset all of a sudden for one day, that doesn't mean you're depressed. Right. Okay. So you're looking for kind of consistent over time I haven't been able to get out of this like a lot of people describe it as a funk I'm just kind of in a funk you know Mm -hmm. like I'm in a kind of a funk well you've been in this funk for three weeks Sharon maybe (laughs) it's time you go talk to somebody no offense to the Sharons out there (laughs) you know it was yeah just the first thing that came up (laughs) um and so or even if you know Amanda myself You've been feeling like this for a couple of weeks, Amanda. Maybe it's time you go figure out what's going on. Because it could be that I just need to talk to somebody about something. Or it also could be hormones. And that's what what I was going to bring up. Something else to consider is that both male and female, we go through our cycles. So the human body is releasing chemicals and whatnot at different times on its own schedule. And so there is definitely those things to consider as well. Um, So I feel like it's difficult because not only like, I I mean, obviously hidden depression, it's hidden. Obviously it's going to be difficult, but even to like reflect on yourself, like it, doesn't it seem to you like you really, really have to know yourself? That's where, um, and I think, you know, we talked about the importance of or the impact that journaling can have on your mm-hmm. mental health. We talked about that in a previous um, episode. Yeah. Um, and it's practicing that self-reflection, really thinking about as humans, we know we've talked about how we have the ability to think about our thoughts <laughs> and the ability to think about our decisions and reflect on our thinking. Um, and these kind of things, when we talk about stuff that's even hidden from ourselves, just to me, nails home the importance of doing that. Yeah. Because it's very easy, especially for people like us, that myself, midlife, you getting into those years where you get into such a routine 
that it's very easy to slip into this, like, depression. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, so you're just, you're waking up. You're going to work. You're getting your kids ready for school. You're feeding your children. You're cleaning your house. And the same thing day in and day out and day in and day out. And then you, you're you not taking time to really think about, am I setting goals for myself? Am I achieving the things that I want out of life? Is this bringing mm-hmm. me joy? You know, if you're not practicing that self-reflection. And so some of my reading was like, it's important to watch for changes in your behavior. Not just those around you, but also your personal behavior. Because mm-hmm. several things can happen all at once. And it can lead to a slow cascade of slowly getting more and more and more depressed. Sure. Mm-hmm. It's building up upon itself. Right. It's kind of like, you know, in D&D when we talk about your your constitution. Mm-hmm. And that's like how much you can, you, how much you can take before yeah. you actually break. And for some people, I think with hidden depression, you just have a high constitution. It just takes you longer or more consistent uh, stimuli or whatever it is that's causing the depression. It takes you longer to have a complete breakdown. Well, and I also think about how, like, going back to you mentioning, like, situational. Mm Mm-hmm. People enter depression for a lot of different reasons, and some of those reasons are very easy to pinpoint Mm -hmm. because they're essentially, like, traumatic on a certain scale. My spouse died. My child died. Exactly. Um, I was assaulted. I went to war. You know, whatever. Exactly. Exactly. So, but the it doesn't have to be like depression isn't defined by how impactful something or an event happened. It like with hidden depression, as you're stating, it can be something that you're experiencing on a normal basis. That's very small and it's just, yeah. it just continues. And I hate to say small because, but there's really, like you said, there's no way to to put it into context. Right. Because one of the things that, and I've talked with a couple of friends about this, one of the worst things that you can do to a friend that also struggles with depression is compare or one-up your depression. Yes, this is true. Yeah. Your depression is your depression. Mm-hmm. Nobody is going to know how you struggle with that except for yourself. And as we've been reading, you might not even know. <laughs> it might be a mystery to you. And so it's terrible to be like, well, at least you're not like me laying in bed all day and blah, blah, blah. Okay. So what that does is it minimizes that other person's depression just because they have more of this smiling depression or hidden depression and are able to get up and do things doesn't mean that they're still not struggling through their day or their depression is being exhibited in other actual physical ways, like gut issues, like mm-hmm. inability to sleep, like I'm losing all, all this weight, I'm extra sensitive all day, my sex life's in the shitter, you know, whatever the case may be. Just because I'm not in bed all day 
doesn't mean my depression isn't the same and or just as bad as yours. And we've talked about this before where we are, we've experienced it. So I'm sorry to put you on the spot, but I, I just remember one of our episodes prior that you were talking about how you have experienced both. You've experienced the debilitating depression where you don't want to get out of bed. You can't mm-hmm. get out of bed. Like, you, you, it's just not going to happen for you. But you've also been where, like, you're at work and you have to fight through it and put a fake face on. Yep. And you have hidden depression. People always assume, oh, you know, Amanda, she's got it together she's happy like she must be doing good what have you and you're like no I'm just doing this for both of our sakes because I don't want to get into the fact that I'm freaking depressed right now like what movie is that uh no it's um it's the office I am dead inside yeah exactly I am dead inside Mm -hmm. (laughs) like and I remember quoting that so many times in my prior position like Mm -hmm. That's like it's not a good thing. It's not a good sign for what that job was, but it it was true. Like so many of us were like smile on our faces, and yet we're sending out this meme. I'm dead inside. Like, well, and there's a lot of jokes about. Well, you're in this job now, so you're either going to have depression and anxiety or an alcohol problem in yeah. about six months. Right. So, yeah. So, I, uh-huh. I am I when I say small things I do not mean that they are small in regards to importance they're not small on that kind of scale I just mean they're not something that are so outlandish or not outlandish that's a bad word to use um they're not so they're not a huge life event right it's not a huge like direct like instant impact I have a great example, if, if you'd like. This might yeah. be something that sounds completely stupid, people, but it impacts my depression and my anxiety. Waking up every morning to dirty dishes in the sink. Mm-hmm. Every single fucking morning. <laughs> Put a chore chart together, doesn't get done. Try to hold people accountable, doesn't get done. So... This is one of those things where you're like, you laugh, right? Because it's like, yeah, that's annoying. Yeah, that's annoying. But then over time, because of the implications of what it means, it Mm -hmm. means I'm not being respected in my own house. It means I've wasted all of this time putting together like hours, these chore charts and these different things and yelling at people and holding people accountable. And yet it still doesn't get done. So Mm -hmm. when you think about it in that context, that would weigh on somebody over time, every single day, 365 days a fucking year. And it's something that is, this is another key thing about this uh, example, because I do think this is a perfect, great example, because I am somebody who does not think like this. I am somebody who does not have this mental impact when it comes to dishes specifically. Mm-hmm. I definitely have emotions when it comes to the dishes and whatnot, but it is not something that I know for myself that compounds on itself over time, like it does 
for you. Mm-hmm. And so in so our listeners know our adventures that you have expressed this. You have explained your feelings to those in your home. So it's not like they have no idea and that this is like your secret thoughts happening. They they know. Oh, yeah, they know because the accountability conversations. So, you know, the yelling and the reminders and mm-hmm. the, the tears once it doesn't get done. And then me doing them mm-hmm. just to wake up to more dishes in the sink that got put there while I was sleeping. So, mm-hmm. you know, they know. They're aware. <laughs> but I also, so then there's a lot of like, well, what do I do about that then? Because that's not going to necessarily change. So mm-hmm. I have to work through how I'm going to handle the emotions. And there's a lot of other stuff, guys, that contributes to my depression. But this kind of illustrated Sarah's point of like, sometimes it's small things that have a bigger impact or sometimes your cup is so full that that small thing is what makes it run over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you just can't, if, if that's your tipping point. It was like, in, you know, I was at the max and then I came home and there was fucking laundry on my bed that I didn't fold and I lost, like you flipped out. <clears throat> and it's not in, it, it was something that sacked for you over time. It's not like, the very first time the dishes weren't done, you exploded and you had, right. like, you started yelling automatically. No, it was like this event happened time and time again. And it was just like your cup finally overfilled. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So let us know how you guys are think- dealing with your depression. Um, who you talk to. One of the episodes that Sarah and I just recorded and is out there for you guys to listen to is all about how to get help, mm-hmm. um, who to talk to. Um, but one of the biggest things with hidden depression is that if you're hiding it because you don't trust doctors or you don't want some kind of medical um, uh, record of any of that, um, try to talk to a friend. There's also uh, hotlines that you can call that are completely anonymous. You don't have to give them any of your information. Um, Mm. And it might just help you to get to a point where you are um, comfortable talking to a professional um, or get you to a point where you understand that maybe some exercise or changes in your situation may assist with your depression. And if you're just wondering, if you're listening to this and you heard that list and you were like me and you were like, man, I kind of am like that or I do that. Do I have hidden depression? Definitely. If you are along that thought track, start looking to yourself internally. Um, As Amanda mentioned, keeping a journal is a great first step. Uh, So that way it's not something that you really have to feel that you need to try and memorize and like keep track of on like a constant basis, keeping a journal, like on your nightstand, just just write some quick notes uh, right before you go to bed or maybe right when you wake up in the morning, whatever uh, you feel most comfortable with and kind of just take it day by day and see how you feel on a regular basis. And then after uh, a couple of weeks or a month, 
uh, go through it and see if you are feeling these feelings on a normal basis. If you do truly believe you have hidden depression. And if you think that you have a friend or a family member, somebody in your life that has hidden depression, some things that you can do to help support them without directly like talking about their depression Mm -hmm. is listen to them without judgment and Mm -hmm. without trying to fix everything, which I know for me, especially that's hard to do because I'm a fixer by nature. Don't try to fix everything. Most likely they've already thought about these different things. So that just, that just drives home the problem. So just try to listen without being judgmental. Um, Ask questions and give them an opportunity to open up to you. Um, Try to avoid the motherfucking cheery ass pep talks. Yeah. Don't tell me it's going to get better. Don't tell me, you know, to just, oh, just, you know, smile. Go fuck yourself. Okay. Don't tell me that. If they're doing something on a, like, habitual and you're like, well, then just stop. Obviously, they can't just stop like there is something preventing them right um offer to take a walk together I thought this was great walks you get them outside they get you moving but they can be completely silent yeah just take in the surroundings people silence is golden Mm -hmm. I am somebody who can take walks or go on long road trips in silence yeah and a lot of people enjoy that especially if you're struggling with depression yes. that I just want to be next to you but I don't want to have to engage and hold conversation mm-hmm. um and then make arrangements for some really low pressure social activities like a walk let's go for a picnic you know let's you know mm-hmm. something that's very low-key where they're not going to have to have a lot of forced fake social interaction love it nice so if you're struggling with um, depression or you think you may have hidden depression and you want to chat about it, reach out. Let us know what's going on. We'd love to talk. We are here. Thank you for listening. We hope that you enjoyed this episode of Pursuing Your Patronus and that it made you think a little bit about mental health and pursuing your own happiness and finding your ultimate Patronus. Make sure to stick with us here and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and all those social media sites. And if you're enjoying your Pursuing Your Patronus podcast with us, you may also want to think about checking out our Loot the Booty series and also where we nerd out on YouTube. Expecto Patronum! Every day.